When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Storm and Kieran bringing you the netballing moments that matter. This is Centre Pass in focus on SENZ. It is 8pm 8, 8 here on SENZ. You are listening to Centre Pass in focus. Myself, Kieran Bingham and the wonderful Storm Purvis. We are here. We are here for another week. The elimination final is done and dusted and it leaves us with a grand final to come. And I know all the news uh, this week has sort of been around State of Origin Game 1, but we've got a bit of our own... Boo. We've got a bit of our own <laughs> mate versus mate going on. I know totally. we parked the, the bias bus at the start of the year, but deep down... I've just clicked how funny this is. This is also technically you versus me. That's what I mean. We're yeah. mate versus mate this yeah, week. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just thinking stars yeah. versus oh, mystics. Oh, no, no. Like, it's, you know? it's you and I. Park yeah. the bias. Wow. It's exactly... Yes. There we go. Yeah. There we go, double eight, double three, state of origin or the ANZ Premiership Grand Final or me versus Storm. You know, that's, that's how we're rolling it this week. So, yeah, we're sitting on opposite sides of the studio, giving each other the side eye of, of quietly uh, where we're going to go this week. But we are going to head down to both camps this week. Obviously, the Mystics, who uh, qualified, won the minor premiership, had the week off. So we're going to go catch up with Rob Wright, uh, coach of the of the Northern Mystics, is alongside Tia Winakere down at the coach's corner. And then we're going to cross down uh, to, to Storm side of the ditch. No, of course not. We're going to go catch <laughs> up with uh, Stars captain, Maya Wilson, who's had a thrilling uh, regular season. Looking forward to talking to her about that and, and how she's managed to uh, lift her game so much in the space of a season. So all that plus more. So double eight, double three, if you do wish to get involved in the conversation, give us a text any time but Storm let's just rip right into it elimination final uh, we saw it play out the pulse and the stars I mean just just looking at the final score looking at how the game played out could they have ridden it any better it's just wild I've actually got the full stats in front of me here and they're identical between both sides you know like yes okay the the pulse may have got a few more gains but you know the stars had a few less turnovers and other than that I'm like looking at two identical pieces of paper, their stat sheet. Um, It was just so well fought and I just think it was the perfect game to be an elimination final. Like it really honestly came down to the last moment and who unfortunately just kind of played the clock better, Um, which I was kind of disappointed to see that, I don't know if you remember towards the end of the game, maybe with a minute to go, Amelia Wormsley, Tiana Matoto of the Pulse just kind of mucked around with the ball a little bit. I don't know whether they were thinking they were being smart by trying to run down the clock and um, you know stop the Stars from having a shot at goal and maybe sending it into overtime, but it just didn't quite work out for them and the Stars ended up with their centre pass all tie, 30 seconds to go. And when you've got the likes of Gina Crampton there running the cutter, she's experienced, she knows what she's doing. And they just timed it perfectly and, you know, uh, how great Amorangi Malisala, the kind of hero of the Stars all season, gets to slot the winning goal on full time. It was, um, yeah, it was wild. It could have gone either way. Like at no point in the match did I think, yeah, I feel like the Stars are going to win this or I feel like the no. Pulse are going to win this. Did no. anyone know? No one knew until Definitely that final not. buzzer. No, you can, like, and we always say that, that the, 
scores and everything, right? And we, if we break it down by quarter by quarter, um, and it, it's proved right here that, that Pulse won three out of four quarters, and it was the Stars who had a dominant third, uh, winning that 16-8, which was uh, it's very hard to come back from eight goals coming out of half time, even when you do have the lead. Just on Amelia Wormsley there, we can look at the stats. She's shot 91% as well, so uh, a statistically great weekend from her, 41 from 45. But for me, there was a little bit sense of, of hesitancy in her shot, and it came from a, a few double pumps that we've seen. Uh, can you put that down to uh, the Stars' defensive end that we've seen rise, or do you put it down to the occasion, your first elimination final? You've been starting all year, you've been the talk of the town, and we end up here. I kind of want to put it, and this is no disrespect to either parties that we're discussing here, but I, I feel like watching in the moment, it felt like it came down to the fact she was 19, is 19, yep. sorry, and that, that was such a huge moment for not only her, but, you know, I mean, her family, the whole um, year that the Pulse have had, Yvette's last game, so much riding on it. I think the Pulse went in as um, favourites for the match as well. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we've definitely seen her not crumble as such, but have these moments where you remind yourself, oh, yeah, she's just a teenager. She's a real baby in this league. And in most of those moments, she stood up and absolutely owned it. Um, But in this situation, I'd say if it was like Kalera Nawaitautau on her, who's done a really good job on her throughout the season and being sort of like a real physical body and muscling up and and getting into her head, I don't think Ali Timu and Holly Fowler play that way. They're kind of more about trying to get the ball working in tandem with each other to confuse space and um, come up with gains as opposed to trying trying to rattle a shooting circle. So that would be my take on it. I mean, that's by no means saying the Stars didn't do a good job on defence because we know that they did. That that combination was fantastic. But in terms of just that hesitation and Amelia's shot, totally saw it as well. Um, And I think it just, yeah, I mean, she's just a baby. But 91%. And you know, we're she, talking yeah, about she this. Led she, the shot game. At 91%. she led the game in goals scored. I thought I must clarify that just to paint yeah. the picture because uh, you can't deny that, that she still had put on a perform amazing performance. My apologies, shooting 41 from 45. But just looking at the stars as well there, I know you mentioned Kalera Nawai Kalka. We didn't quite see her get onto the court. In fact, we didn't see any of the stars bench come off. This was, uh, I believe, the first game where Kitty Wills didn't make any changes. Um, we sort of watching the game, was there ever a point where you thought they needed an injection? I know that, said before, you can look at the score and see that they were down in the quarters, but like you said at the start of the show, you never really felt like the stars were out of it. Yeah, I don't I don't think so, to be honest, because I feel like the change normally comes when they start Nawai Tatao in at um, goal keep, and then you can kind of either bring Holly Fowler in at wing defence or goal defence and move that defensive end around. Um, but obviously she started on the bench and there was no need to bring her on for impact in that defensive end because, like I said, Timu and Fowler were doing such a good job. And the other one has been Jamie Hume coming on for Mali Sala if her shot's been a bit off. But while, you know, Amorangi shot at 81%, fine, not great numbers, but fine, They never, I'd never felt like there was a moment where, yes, we need to bring the experienced Jamie on here. I just felt like Amor was doing a really great job of rolling that circle, allowing... Gina and Maya to have their connection and then in those big moments towards the end of the game when Jury and um, Manua were teaming up on on Maya, really shutting her out of the game, Amor stepped up. So in the past, like I think all teams this year, I think you have to admit, they've used the bench extensively, yeah. more than we've seen really in any other season. And Kitty Wills has, has you know, done exactly that this season. So it was really surprising I guess if you looked at it isolated um, to not see any of the bench being used, but watching the game, I never felt like a change needed to be made.
No, it's it's really exciting. Just going back to Amorangi Malasala, watching her this year, watching her with this confidence and the swagger that she's portrayed out there on the court. She's as cold as <laughs> ice, you know, we're out there. And um, Kitty Wills actually in the post-match said that she missed her first shot of the game and she came off and said, I'm sorry. And that was after shooting um, 11 or so in a row. So she's very hard on herself, but she's getting the results. My sort of question here is, do you think that there's a lot less pressure on, on Amorangi Malasala? This is a World Cup year. We've seen um, fluctuations between shooters around the league. Where do you think that the Amor's confidence actually comes from? I think maybe just um, more game time, to be honest, and, and knowing that she's nailed down that starting spot. This has been the first season that she's really been used consistently for the Stars. Um, and I think uh, the confidence, and I think Kitty Wills even talked about this actually the other night, really we all saw it after that double extra time Mystics game mm. where she nailed a couple of long bombs or buzzer beaters. Um, and I've known Amor for, for a while now. I've you know been in and around that Stars environment, obviously, and she's definitely one of those players, kind of like a Brooke Lever, who I know, who I know yes. does a lot of sense work, will clap them themselves after a great shot and really hype themselves up and they really kind of get get themselves up um, by being that kind of person and that player on court and that's not something you see very often in New Zealand netball um, which is a shame and I just feel like Amor has had so many opportunities to just step up and do that and she's nailed a lot of those opportunities mm. that she's just kind of riding this confident momentum wave at the moment. Um, it's a real winning mentality, isn't totally, it? Totally, And that's, yeah. I think, why we don't see it a lot more here is that it's we sort of hold ourselves back in terms of being humble or whatnot and what wanting, not wanting to show out. But yeah. it's it's not a bad thing at all. And, and, and if, if you know it's helping you. If it's getting you these results, exactly. then by all means, you yeah. know, hype yourself up. It's getting but the job Brooke done. Lever, we used to laugh at her because she'd do the big, yeah! Clap she still does it. Oh, I don't know so if you've seen. Good. Go to um, at SCNZ <laughs> underscore radio on Instagram, and you can see Brooks' live reaction to the finish of the Pogs and Stars. Oh, she's so doing good. a full-on split at one point. <laughs> she just couldn't believe it. So she's still carrying on that tradition. Mm. So it's just built into them. So I want to ask you, a player. Obviously, you being a former player, a former player uh, for the Stars, especially. How much did you guys sort of know about stats? Because I know that you enjoy your stats now. We do have a good stat chat here on the show. But were you guys sort of exposed to to in-depth numbers and stuff going into games? Because there's a real interesting one that I just want to point out to you here. This is all thanks to the Todd Master at Sky, uh, Todd Miller. Going into the game at uh, Te Rauparaha Arena, the Pulse had only won one of their past seven at home. Is that something that... At that particular arena? Yeah, just at, yeah, in Porirua. Yeah. One out of the last seven. Is that something that you would have had uh, attention to? I'm just wondering if that's an extra layer of stress so it stayed away from, or, or how in-depth was it in terms of stats? Look, I think that uh, that particular um, fact might have been brought up. Uh, I know the Stars kind of had demons from TSB Arena yeah. last year, the grand final, and I remember them saying in some sort of lead-up media session that they were happy that this elimination final wasn't there and, and that it Kitty wasn't told us that last week. Oh, well, was yeah. it? Yes, yeah. Yeah, of course yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Told us that. And you've got to think, like, yeah, okay, they, they'll know. They'll know the winning record. They know where they perform well. Um, because... Yes, we get to see all these stats as well as players, um, but it's there's so much out there. And so it's about what you want to kind of pull out and what you want to look at or what the coach wants to pull out and look at. But I have no doubt because we heard it from Kitty herself that this the whole venue thing was talked about, then absolutely I'm sure that's something that they would have pulled out before. But stats, as I kind of got older and obviously... 
they evolved. Um, as years went on, I felt like we were getting more and more information in terms of mm. statistics, spe- spe- specifically on court. Um, but some of those kind of historical facts are really interesting. And, and yeah, I, I mean, why not use them? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess we'll sort of never really know if that if that caused them uh, the game. It obviously probably wouldn't. It's a bit of a myth there. Well, but, uh, I don't know. I, like watching the game, I was like, man, this could be a Stars home game with how loud the Stars supporters are. And, and they were lucky enough, the Stars bench, to have their supporters right behind them. Whereas I think, again, Kitty Will said post-match that at the final last year in TSB Arena, they were way up in the nosebleeds yeah. and had the, they couldn't hear them. They had no idea. But for this particular match, they had that whole section of the stand behind their bench was just filled with Stars fans. And so that would have made a huge difference. Yeah, coming through on the commentary, yeah, we had to keep managing that and pulling it down because, you know, <laughs> it was even off a centre pass receive, you know, the crowd would yeah. would cheer up. So it was it looked like a, an electric environment to be in. Uh, Gasseter wasn't there, but we will... Uh, be in Hamilton this weekend for the grand final and, and one man who will also be there alongside us is Rob Wright with the Northern Mystics and we're going to catch up with him uh, after a short break here on SENZ. We're going to go down to the coach's corner thanks to our good friends at Bedpost right after this. Inside the locker room, it's time to head to the coaching corner. You never let a dyslexic boy do the numbers anyway. We're here with our good friends at Bedpost, helping Kiwis get a good night's sleep since 1991. One man who's must have had a good sleep over the last week is uh, a good friend of the show. He's uh, a coach of the Northern Mystics, Rob Wright. Rob, welcome to the show, my good friend. How are you? Oh, very well, my dyslexic friend. Yeah, thanks, Rob. You know me as well. Uh, when when I spent time there, you never give me the stat sheet, you know, because uh, I'll come up with the wrong formulas. Anyway, mate, the week off. Talk to me. What what went on during the week? Oh, look, that week was really handy for us. Um, after the two games last week, we were absolutely smoked. Um, so very, very tired, really... Um, yeah, very flat uh, for the first few days after that. So it was a real blessing to not be able to have to play um, last week. We could just focus on getting the bodies right, getting the minds right, and um, getting ready for this week. So, um, yeah, a uh, bit of luck there. Uh, so we'll take it every day of the week. <laughs> hey Rob, how do you kind of balance I know in the past, particularly with netball because it's such a quick game and momentum such an important thing I just remember back in the day if you had a bye week sometimes teams would come out of a bye week and not play very well how did you balance kind of wanting to keep momentum within the side, but I guess as you said take the rest week while you could uh, but what did you do over the weekend when you would have normally had a game day for example with the Mystics to kind of keep I don't know, that momentum kind of gliding into the finals this weekend. Yeah, it's a really good question, isn't it? Because like, I always feel like, um, you know, you've won a couple of games, you want to continue that because uh, yeah, momentum's a big thing. Um, so what we tried to do is last Friday we had a, an in-house match and we, ta- uh, we tacked some, um, some netball onto that. We got a couple of... Um, very talented players uh, to come in um, for that just to make up our 14 and then we um, backed it on with like a half an hour of um, red hot training so it was um, it was a full on Friday just to try and mimic um, what a what a real match would um, be and but then it gave us the opportunity 
to give the girls the weekend off. Um, because you know what it's like. You, um, it's just been rolling on, and you just don't get very many opportunities to just to have a couple of days away and refresh. So we tried to really. We back ended last week. Normally we would uh, front end the week, so and back off as the week went on. But last week, because of no game, we we reversed it to allow us to really um, put some heat on them. Um, so they felt like, oh yeah, we've just played. Um, at the end of last week. So that's, that's how we went about it, and um, hopefully that gives us uh, that feeling of that continued momentum. Now, Rob, just rolling on to this week, it sounds like you're in the car at the moment. Have you just come from training? <laughs> oh, I apologise. I, I am in the car. No, no, um, it's a good I thing. Always, I always... I always um, we, we did have training tonight, and then we... Um, I, I actually thought I'd missed the meeting. Um, so I was really pleased when he rang me and I apologised and going, I'm really sorry, I missed it earlier. We were in the, we got caught in the meeting and um, he said, no, well, this is the time we're meeting. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm on my way home, but I always like to stop off at the shops and grab a couple of coats because, you know, you can never have too many. No, no, and I do believe I owe you one from a little uh, pre-match interview yeah. we did during round 12, so I will make sure to deliver you that. Sure, yes, I will. I'll deliver you that I on Sunday. Forgotten. No, no, don't trust me. I know I you won't. Forgotten. Hey, <laughs> Rob, the reason I was asking there, I know uh, the, in the Mystics environment you've got a great leadership group, and, and it's it sad as me to say uh, Solo Fitzpatrick's last year, but what's the vibe at training tonight? I know uh, we've got a good core there. What's, what's sort of going on? Oh, look, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Like, she's an amazing, amazing uh, person, amazing leader, and, um, yeah, just so, so much respect. But, you know, in, in true Sulu form, like, not about Sulu. Um, this, this week's about making sure our team's ready to play the Stars because, you know, they, um, you know, well and truly deserve their victory on the weekend. And, um yeah, we've got to make sure that we're ready for them. So we've gone about as much as possible because, you know, grand final week, you get all the media in, et cetera. They're all in today. So um, it was a busy old day, but we're trying to make sure as much as possible we just continue doing the work that's got us where we've got to. Um, and, you know, we will uh, certainly find the time after the match to make sure that we... Um, give the, the due respect and send-off that Sula deserves. But, you know, she wouldn't want any fuss. Um, it's not her, not her nature. And we also want to make sure she's ready to play. The last thing she wants to be doing is being emotional, thinking about, oh, I'm on my last game in a grand final when, you know, really it becomes team first. We've got to, we're after the win, just like stars. And then we'll um, celebrate her uh, wonderful career. Yeah, she's the ultimate professional. I'm sure she'll be ready for the game, uh, no matter the emotional circumstance there, Rob. Hey, you were spotted alongside your head coach, Tia Winakire, at uh, Porirua uh, over the weekend at the elimination final. What did you make of the game watching it live and, and what have you scrapped down in your notebook for the Stars? Yeah, um, I, I'm hoping I didn't smile because it's not my way to smile. I don't <laughs> think I did. So, um, uh, look... Uh, what, what, it's always good to see it live because sometimes I think um, what you see on the, on telly, you, you don't get to see a lot of the, you know, that full picture stuff or the off the ball stuff. Um, so it's really, I think it's really valuable to be able to um, 
have a look live, and especially in a, an elimination final, because they've got to throw everything basically at it, and um, so you get to see how they're playing. So look, I, I thought on the, on that day, you know, I think personally, I thought the pulse were a little off, and um, and stars stars came out, especially in that third quarter, and really shocked them. I thought because at half time, I thought, yeah, I feel like pulse is in control of the game. But it turned on its head, and I thought from that moment on, I thought uh, Stars were going to win it. Um, they came out, they were strong, they they yeah, competed well, and were and like always, they're really hard to get the ball off. Mm-hmm. Um, and they controlled that really well, and yeah, uh, deservedly got the result. What is it about the third quarter? Being the championship quarter, I know it gets said so much, and I remember it as a play as a player and the importance of it all. But this has just been another example. Yes, the stars won that third quarter, sixteen to eight. Like as a coach, what what is behind that sort of um, I guess saying the third quarter is the championship quarter? Yeah, I'd like to know statistically whether that's actually um, how true that is. Why? Like, because mm. you know it always gets said, but I was thinking, okay, well, do the statistics back that up? But, you know, certainly did on the weekend, eh? Like, um, and I guess it really shows um, how hard momentum is to stop. But they came out and, yeah, Pulse just couldn't... They looked a bit shocked by it, I thought. And, um, and to their credit, uh, Stars just were able to uh, keep at it. And um, didn't matter what, they, uh, what Pulse did, like, Stars just kept control. Um, of that quarter magnificently. So, um, so yeah, it would have been fascinating to hear what the half-time talk was because uh, I thought the second second quarter really... Um, I mean, obviously, Pulse won both quarters by two, but they looked like they had... Uh, it looked like they had the momentum going into the break, and yet when it came out, like, you would have thought, oh, well, like, uh, stars have just turned it on, and... Um, so full credit to them. They did a very good job in um, in that third quarter. We often talk about them being an avalanche quarter. Often you, you see in netball um, games, and not and certainly at international level, games are generally won on an avalanche quarter. So an avalanche quarter, as, as it sounds, is like where one team has absolutely just um, smoked the other team. So a 16A, is, that's an avalanche quarter well and truly. And... Um, yeah, you only need one of them because I think it's. I am right in saying I think Pulse won the other three quarters, yeah. but uh, yeah, but lost the game. So um, the other three quarters doesn't matter. It's who wins the game, and um, yeah, they looked up for the uh, stars. Looked up for the fight, and look, every game we've played them this year, it's been they've been really tight. Um, even our all our pre-season matches again. So I think we played them three times in practice matches, and I reckon there was one goal in every one of them. Mm. In, uh, so it just shows how close and tight the two teams are. So I would expect another one of those. I can't see it being anything else but a really hard, close-fought match, which 
It's exactly what you want for a grand final. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, Rob. Yeah, you, you mentioned that there. And keeping on the on the form of stats, you know, uh, the last four games between you two have been alternated. And you just mentioned there, you played them three times pre-season. So I, I know it's, it's repetitive is not the right word, but playing a team so many times, how do you manage to get better and better? Because it would come a time where you sort of have both figured each other out. So how do you sort of stay ahead of, of one another? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, and I guess the, the first thing, and this is the cool thing about it, is like the two, ta- the two teams play very differently. So our styles are very different. So our styles of attack are very different. Our styles of defence are very different to each other. And so to me, you get to this part of the year and it's about which team can really execute under extreme pressure. So that's what it's going to be on the weekend. Like, you, you get one shot at this and who who can... Um, deal with that pressure, who can focus and keep delivering um, when they're under the pump. And um, to me, it's just, it comes down to, okay, which team's going to be really consistent on the day? And, um, you know, you'll probably find that both teams are really consistent on the day. Um, and so then it'll just be a matter of uh, those margins, like the difference that's often between, you know, being winning and losing could come down to, you know, one or two possession losses. Um, so, and I think that's going to be the case. So, it's going to be about um, which team can control control their game and absolutely nail their game um, when the when the heat's really on and there's no bigger no bigger pressure than a, a grand final. So, pretty cool, though, isn't it? It's very cool, and yeah, I guess we've talked about it with the elimination final, Rob. But when you know, very little mistakes are being made in these critical moments, and I have a feeling the same thing's going to happen as you say on Sunday. Who in your team do you really need to step up? I mean, we've talked a lot about just drop my phone. Sorry, we've talked a lot about uh, Phil Devoe over the past couple of weeks. Do you kind of feel like it, if she has a good game, you guys have got this in the bag? Oh, I certainly don't think um, we've got it in the bag. Um, I, uh, I never discount um, anyone. And if we're off our game from everyone, you know, the, star, the stars um, are well and truly good enough to beat us. So um, I never take anyone lightly. Um, I, I think, Phil, does, um, you know, as the season's gone, we've seen some really outstanding performances from her. Um, um, certainly, what I thought her work against tactics, especially on her court work, was really good. She had back, and that was backed up after a very strong game against Stars. So, look, I think she's uh, one of those players. Like, you know, let's face it, everyone talks about the GG um, Petter connection. Pretty cool connection. Um, so, you know, people always talk about trying to disrupt that. Um, and, you know, let's face it, like, it's not easy to do. Um, but they're two of our. That's two of our front line. But um, the way we play, um, we're not going to rely on just two people. So um, basically, we need our entire our entire front line to make sure that they're um, executing what they need to do. And you know, we we we're not fancy. We don't we don't try and do fancy stuff. I'm the simplest person in the world. Um, so to me, it's just about making sure that. Um, Whatever you do, you do um, to an exceptional level. Um, and if we do that, then the game's going to be red hot um, both ways. So but let's face it, both teams have um, extraordinarily good uh, attacking lines. 
They score a lot of goals. They're incredibly accurate. Um, they score big volumes. So, yeah, that's cool. So, um, to me, where it's going, what's going to probably be really interesting is which which defensive line can um, uh, probably uh, get. You're probably not going to you're not going to stop either line. What you're going to try and do is minimise the damage that um, the opposition can do. Can do so. My, my thinking is whichever defensive line um, does that better probably wins the wins the match. Well, Rob, if it's anything like the Northern Challenges we've seen over the last few years, we're going to be in for a stunner. We both know that. And, and one thing you don't, you know as well is that I will be there with a, with a bottle of Coke, no sugar for you, mate. Don't you worry about that. I haven't forgotten at all. Maybe it might be two because you've done this interview as well. But, Rob, it's always a pleasure catching up with you, mate. We'll see you on, uh, on Sunday. We're looking forward to it. Sure will. No worries. See you then. Make sure uh, make sure it's a big bubble. Yeah, we'll do. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, I'll tell you Rob. what, I'll combine two little ones, make it one big one, Rob. All for you, mate. Hey, that's all thanks to Post. Upgrade your sleep with Post to recharge your mind and body. Right, it is 32 minutes past eight here on SENZ. We're going to take a little break and we're going to come back and look a little bit more in depth into the grand final next weekend. Yes, you are listening to Centre Pass in Focus here on ECNZ and Storm, I can't believe we've made it. We've made it to the grand final and mate versus mate for us, uh, the Northern Mystics against the Northern Stars. It's an all-Auckland final and an extra Northern challenge. I think that's for that double extra time thriller that we've had. They've rewarded us. So kind, with the, the grand gods, final. yes. Yes, the stage <laughs> is set uh, to meet, meet in a neutral venue. Glowbox Arena in Hamilton, usually the home of the magic. And Sunday, the 4th of June, uh, commentary will be here on ECNZ. Mark Stafford and Brookie Lever. But Storm, I guess my first question for you is, I know we can say yes off the cut, but deep down, honestly, did you expect the Stars to be in the grand final with this Mystics team? Uh, like If I asked you at halfway point of the season. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. It, they've it had was a very so wavy hard to season. Pick. Remember yes. in the and middle of the season, every week the table was changing so yeah. much. As I think the Mystics have kind of consistently been in that top spot or kind of there or second. Yeah. But for around sort of week five, week six, week seven, we had a different second place between the Tactics Pulse and the Stars. Even the Magic got up there at one stage. So it was just so hard to tell. Um, and I don't know if you remember as well in the middle of the season, the Stars kind of had that little dip where they lost a few in a yes. row. I think the first loss to the Pulse actually kind of kick-started three, maybe even four losses in a row. Um, and then they came out of that, which was great. And now they've been kind of, you know, consistently performing in terms of um, maybe not getting all the wins, but just looking really good out there. So now, yep, totally not surprised. On paper, yep, pretty good. Not not too surprised. Um, but it could have been the pulse, it could have been the tactics, just as easily. Yeah, no, that's right. It, it has been a very tight league uh, right across the season. It took us to what, till round 10 to sort of have that 95% idea of what the elimination final was oh, going to be. Gosh, so we got it done in the end, and we did see the Stars celebrate uh, in round 12 against the Mystics, getting that bonus point, getting themselves into the elimination final, which they uh, beat the pulse in that thrilling uh, encounter last Sunday. But going ahead, I think... So I think we can look at this as the Mystics finished top of the table, were minor premiers, uh, playing some amazing netball. I think we can say the Mystics are favourites going into this game. Mm. 
What do you think the Stars need to bring uh, to this grand final? It's the third grand final. Unfortunately, uh, the two previous have been losses. So what are the Stars going to have to bring uh, if they want to get that first uh, ANZ Premiership title? Yeah, probably just a little bit of um, not confidence as such. I think they know and need to own the fact that they're coming in as underdogs, but not to be sort of overawed by it all and just get out there and and play it like it's been any other game for them, particularly in these last few rounds. Um, And saying that, though, these last few rounds, they've obviously had a lot on the line because they've been trying to make sure they nail that spot for the elimination final. So maybe that kind of pressure, big game pressure, is really good for them. And we've already talked about it on the show already, how much that pressure has helped someone like Amorangi Malisala. So I think, yeah, starting really well is going to be important. I think Maya Wilson getting her eye in early and, and getting you know the feeds from Gina into Maya, the do some beautiful baseline rolls and dodges and just get that co- combination going early. If Maya can slot a few early goals, then that's going to be great. I think defensively it's going to take them a while to get any ball. We know that any time a team plays the Mystics, they're not getting intercepts really in the first quarter. No. So understanding that you're going to have to grind it out and just keep working. Just and, keeping calm. Yeah, yeah right and the throughout. ball will come. Yeah. And that's going to put more pressure on the attacking end because they know they're going to have to score their first however many centre passes, just to really ease into it and and keep it close. So they'll know all that. Um, And it's easier said than done. And I have a feeling this uh, Mystics defensive end are going to come out firing for reasons we talked about Rob Wright uh, before with Rob Wright. Sulu Fitzpatrick's last game. Phoenix Kartika, she's going to want to win this one. Yeah. so, you know, she wasn't there. I think she was having her baby Palmer the last time she was. the Mystics won a championship. Yes. So she's got that extra motivation to do it as well. So it's going to be, I mean, as Rob said, he kept saying, didn't he? He was really selling it. It's going to be one hell of a final. Yeah, no, nah, Rob is uh, one of the most enthusiastic blokes Hype that we man. know. And, and he is just, uh, his mind is just netful 24-7. So he would have gone over almost every possibility uh, before it's happened, played the match even before it started. But uh, I mentioned it before that we didn't see um, Calera come off the bench for the Stars. And I, I believe we did see her start in the last Northern Challenge and during round 12. Do you think that we'll see uh, a bit more use of the bench and more specifically Calera to sort of uh, combat the, the Grace Wiki factor, which is is a big one. Yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised to see her start, which will be a hard call for Kitty Wills to make because, like we said, um, Fowler and Temu played so well, that combination in the elimination final. But you've got to be smart about who the matchups are and who matchups, who matches up against who. And I think Calera just provides that kind of bigger body and bigger presence in the circle from the get-go just to help minimise the really easy look-ins from Petter and Taylor Earl. Um early in the game. They don't want to have their eye in and see open, you know, clear space into Grace and Wiki from the get-go because that's just going to set the tone. So if you get Calera in the early standing between the ball and Grace and Wiki and just being a little bit of a presence in there, then that's going to do the initial work. And if you need to, bring Holly on into Goldie, switch Ellie back, let them get the movement going and start having an attack at some balls. That's how I'd play it, but, I mean... Like we've kind of talked about, I would be a terrible coach, don't want to do it. <laughs> and it depends on what happens in the game. Clara might have a blinder and might yeah. just warm herself into it anyway and get her hands on plenty of ball herself. But I would expect the bench to be um, more tactically used in this final. Yeah, well, nah, just be- quickly before we scoot off and chat with the Stars captain, Maya Wilson, is there a key matchup uh, for people at home that, that you really want them to keep an eye on this weekend? Yeah, I think um, Rob Wright hit the nail on the head talking about uh, defensively, it's it's going to be really tough to get ball. And while he may have been talking about inside the circle, 
for me, it's the Simone Nathan if she gets the start at wing defence up against Peter Toyava. Because I think the last couple of games, she's done a really good job of just being nuggety and annoying enough for Peter mm. just to kind of get that initial hand over the ball, get in her sight and kind of just annoy her and stop her from going where she wants to go. Simone's really good at that. So... I don't know, if Peter gets her eye in early, if she gets away from Nathan early, then it's game over. If Simone's in there from the get-go, then it's going to be a good match. Well, oh, jeepers, we could talk it up all night, but we're just going to have to wait and see what unfolds uh, on Sunday at the grand final. And yes, coverage will be on SENZ starting from 3.30. Mark Stafford, Brooke Lever, live from Glowbox Arena, Hamilton. And now we, we touched on the Mystics camp with Rob Wright, but uh, after this short little break, we're going to go down to the Stars camp and catch up with Captain Maya Wilson. 12 away from 9 here on SENZ Centre Pass in focus, myself Kieran Bingham and the wonderful Storm Purvis and uh, we're going down to the Stars camp and we are talking Stars thanks to our good friends at Vertical Logistics, your freight and logistics specialists and uh, we had to go right to the top dog this way, we had to go right to the chief, we had to go to the captain, <laughs> Maya Wilson. Maya, kia ora, welcome to the show. Oh, kia ora, my babe. Thanks for having me on tonight. Stormy P, I feel privileged. Oh, girl, I think I'm coming to interview you tomorrow at Stars Training as well, so you're going to be sick of me Right, shortly. we'll get it all out but now we'll so we can make this show, this show the primo. Yes, okay. No. <laughs> Mize, straight in there. How are you feeling after Sunday night? What a match. I mean, had it gone either way, I feel like it still just would have been this incredible match that you kind of couldn't be too upset with because it was uh, just amazing. How did it feel out there playing in it? Yeah, I'm definitely stoked that we came out of it on the right side of the scoreline. Last time we actually played there, Stormy, you and I had lost the final. So I'm really stoked we actually were able to come out of that. I feel like elimination finals might just be a star's thing at the moment. So very happy. On to the next one. All Auckland final. Pretty mean. Yeah, this is your third elimination final win. Uh, but I hate to bring up how the finals, the grand finals have gone. Obviously not so well. How are you planning on changing that script this weekend? PTSD, PTSD. That's all I have to say about <laughs> last year. But this year coming, there definitely is like just feel like we've, we have like built a lot, in particular in the last 12 months. I think last year we got a bit of a shock in terms of um, the physicality and probably the the mental prep side of things, but learnt a lot over the last 12 months and I feel like there's no stone left unturned. Whatever happens, happens, but I feel like we're in the best, um, most prepared that we've been to, to give it a really good crack. So my, is it sort of a mindset thing going into this grand final? Because you can really feel it as well while you're out there on court. This is a different Stars team to what we've seen in previous years. So what is it really that has changed? Yeah, I definitely think it's the um, mental prep side of things. We we probably came out of the last grand final last year and just felt like a bit shook. So we wanted to make sure that the shock factor wasn't going to hit us. And that was something that we actually addressed going into the elimination final on Sunday. So I feel like we've, done, we've had a lot of work with our um, psychologists and making sure that everyone knows the strategies as a team. I thought we were in a really good spot last year 
um, as a culture, but in terms of performance, and then going into this side uh, this year, I feel like we've set things up a bit, and particularly in the last couple of weeks, we've been on do or die for a while. So, really happy that people are performing in high pressure situations. Yeah, we talked about it um, just on air before my without you, but the last few weeks the stars have been playing with this kind of pressure that they are do or die games, or you know you have to perform to survive. Uh, that pressure obviously works for you guys. Are you hoping to kind of ride that sort of underdog, this is a pressure game for us this weekend as well? Yeah, we've always been the underdog, to be fair. I feel like no one really likes us, but it sort of is what it is. And we, I feel like we've addressed everything. We know that, yeah, we wanted to take things into our own hands. We didn't necessarily want it to be um, depending on other people's uh, our score lines or what their results were and we weren't necessarily able to fully do that prior to the elimination final but I guess that bonus point put us into a good stead so yeah it's in particular now we've got ourselves to the final which every team wants to be in but making sure that we take that one step further and it's not going to be an easy game. Some people might not realise as well I mean last year I think the elimination final was on a Wednesday night and you had to play the grand final on Sunday. Mm. This year you've got an entire week so are you guys you know really revelling in that and you're making the most of the full week of training? Yeah it's awesome eh? The last, the last two times I've been in a final year like you said it's been a couple of days lead up in between the two games so I think in the past I've only been able to get one training in but to have a full training week make sure people are recovering um, and doing everything that we need to to tick boxes I feel like it's probably the best situation we've ever been in so really looking forward to it. And just quickly Mize I have to ask this I know you've probably been asked it asked it a lot this season it's been talked about a lot but you know you're shooting at 94% for the season so you're top dog you know you're above Grace you're above Aaliyah uh, above Amelia Wormsley like 94% that's an insane figure what do you put it down to what can you put it down to? It has nothing to do with netball way. What a crack up thing. Like it's feeling mean in my own self and just really enjoying where I'm at off court at the moment and for some reason it's bloody translating on court. So I need to try and bottle this secret recipe up and be able to replicate it year in, year out. But I think not only that, but in terms of where my leadership is, I'm feeling really secure and have learnt a lot over the last couple of years of being captain. So I feel like being able to take um, let go of the reins a little bit more and feel a lot more comfortable in, in growing other leaders within our squad is really showing. And just quickly, lastly, what does Maya Wilson like to do off the netball court? You talk about the changes off court. Do you have any hobbies or, or let us into the life? What do you get up to <laughs> off court? I could answer this. Yeah. Well, you've, yeah, well, Stormy P can answer a lot of things for me, but you've actually just interrupted me watching a bit of Selling Sunset at the moment. So oh. a lot of Netflix and chill. Um, a lot of good food, good drinks, um, spending time with some family. And if I don't have to leave my bed, I won't. So looking forward to having some time off next week. Yeah, love it. I'll tell you what, I've spent a lot of late nights on HGTV on Skywatch and a couple of those house sale shows. Wow. They're very good, Maya. So if you see any new new good ones, don't, don't hesitate to send them through to me, <laughs> Maya. Well, if you've got like 12 million bucks to chuck my way, maybe we can go and buy a house <laughs> on one of these shows, eh? Let's do it. We'll do that and then we'll start our own uh, own show as well, eh? Deal? 
Yeah, Dale, sounds good. We'd be entertaining, I reckon. Let's do it. You mate. might Let's have to retire from netball. I'm not sure that's going to get you there. Sorry, Dale. We'll make it work. <laughs> we'll make it work. Anyway, Maya, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We wish you all the best for the weekend. We'll both be there, so we'll see you in attendance, and, uh, and hopefully it's after you lift that trophy. Go the Stars! Up the stars, shot team. <laughs> Thank you very much, Maya Wilson, the captain of the Northern Stars. Oh, hissing for that final. And every time we do talk stars, it is thanks to our good friends at Vertical Logistics, proud partners of the Northern Stars and leading the way in personalising your freight services. Stormy P, another week done and dusted. Next week, the grand final show, which means we'll be doing our little... Uh, oh, Awards night giveaways and, yes. and reacting to obviously mate versus mate. Either I'm going to come in in tears or I'm going to bring you some tissue. So we'll see how we go. But let's uh, hope it's a great game and we're both happy. It will. You know? It will be. You know Whatever we happens. are. You know we are. <laughs> anyway, that's us for another week. Thank you very much. We'll catch you all on the next one.